Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Are you available? Uh, Wow. So if you're new with us today, yes, we are crazy. Okay? We're crazy about Jesus. And so today, uh, we we are finishing up our series, Characters Welcome. That's why we've got popcorn and candy and, and soda, all that stuff. Um, this has been a fun series. We've talked, we've gone through all these different characters, and today um, I want to tell you a little bit of a story. Well, actually, um, I've got a little bit of a joke. I don't do jokes very often. You ready for a joke? Maybe. Okay, so um, there was a pastor. He went over like pastors do. If someone says there's free food, the pastor shows up. Okay? You see this? All right? The pastor shows up. And so this couple in a, in a church invited the pastor over, and they ate. And he left. And uh, the, the gentleman's wife said, hey, the pastor stole our spoon. And, she, and he's like, really? I can't believe the pastor would steal. Doesn't he teach us not to steal? So she was so ups, upset about this thing. And six months went down the road, and then a year. And they go out to eat. Pastor, you want to go out to eat with us? Sure, they went out to eat. And she said, I got one thing I I, I got to question you on. When you were at my house a year ago, you stole one of our spoons. I didn't steal your spoon. She's like, I can't find the spoon. It goes with the set. I had eight, now I have seven. You stole the spoon. He said, I put it in your Bible on the way out the door. Ooh. Read your Bible. All right. I don't know how you put it. Anyway. You know what? When I was younger, I liked to wrestle. Anybody grow up, they like to wrestle with your, your brother, your, your parents, whoever, right? Just wrestling was fun growing up. Um, wrestling was so much fun in our household, we broke my dad's toe one day. And uh, he didn't mind. He got us back. But man, I, I grew up wrestling, and you're like, you're looking at me, you're like, yeah, you really wrestled, Pastor Landon. But what was, what's so good about being a small guy who's pretty quick and pretty good on his feet is you could use it to your advantage. Doesn't matter what size you are when you're in a wrestling match, really, to me, unless there's someone that just weighs a ton, right? So when I, when I was a kid, we would wrestle. So at camp, we would wrestle. So I was about 16, 17 years old, and, and I volunteered at this Christian camp. And uh, before all the, all the kids showed up for camp, in the guy's bunkhouse, we'd have a wrestling match. Well, my friend and I, who were about the same size, we got known, we were known to be the wrestling guys. So the new guys would come in. They were usually twice our size. But um, this older guy on staff, he was about 20, 21 years old, He's like, hey, guys, and he would, like, lure them in to the wrestling match. Hey, would you like to wrestle Landon, or would you like to wrestle Dwayne? And they're like, and they look at us. They're like, yeah, of course. Well, guess what? Dwayne and I are still undefeated. Come on. Come on, let's celebrate for that at camp. Now, I can't do that anymore. Last week, I almost uh, broke a rib thanks to someone on the worship team. Appreciate that. Um, but you know what? I like, I like to win. I like, and you know what? God likes to win. 
that God has defeated the enemy. And so today, uh, we're going to be talking about a character. Every week we talked about characters, right? We talked about Esther. And we talked about the centurion. Last week we talked about Nicodemus. And so today I'm going to read um, our opening scripture and then I'll tell you our character for, for today. Um, Ephesians 6, uh, 10 to 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle... Our wrestling match, okay, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you today for your word. I pray that you'd speak to us today. You'd enlighten us. You'd open our eyes in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Listen, we're going to go a little long today. I hope that's okay. Um, but today, you're like, who is the character? Well, we've been talking about all these biblical characters. Guess what? Today, the character, everybody say us. Today, the character is us. Like, how is that going to work? So I need, a, I need some help. Um, Jacob, do you mind helping me out? Uh, come on up. Um, I had to, I drove to Sarasota to get this character, so just give me a moment. Listen, this is going to represent us. Don't you like that? This is a good representation of you. Looks just like me. So, so today we're going to talk about us. I'm ending this series today with an introduction to our next series called Armed and Dangerous, which starts next week. Yeah, come on, let's give it up. Armed and Dangerous. So today we're talking about us and by the end of our Armed and Dangerous series, you're going to say, hey, that's, that's totally me. But it's going to take a little bit to understand why I have this guy up here. So Ephesians, look, number one today, we're in a wrestling match. If you're writing notes, maybe write those in. You've got a phone or a notebook or whatever you do that. Write in there, wrestling match. You know that we're all wrestling something, Right? We're all in, a, in this match. For we do not wrestle, it says in Ephesians 6.12, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Today, um, the Bible says we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. I think that a lot of times, our, our life is focused on wrestling with the wrong things. Right? That we have these enemies in our head that we're wrestling with. Maybe it's people. A lot of times you're, we're wrestling with people. Or, the, or people's ideas. Or someone that's rude to us. Or someone who's offended us or hurt us. You know that that is not the real enemy in your life. 
We don't, the Bible is clear. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood enemies. And you're like, yeah, we do, like all the time. I'm focused on that. So today I want to I wanna try to understand, I want us all to understand together the focus of what we are truly wrestling with in our life. They're not the real enemy. Some things that maybe you can think of, maybe you can start writing down a list if you're taking notes today of, of some things that maybe you're wrestling with. Some situations that you find yourself in. Some, some relationships that you find yourself in. Some issues that are in your life. Some offensive, some, maybe some uh, unforgiveness that's in your life. Maybe you're wrestling with those things. And that's understandable. That happens. We're people, right? But God wants us to understand that that's not the real enemy. Maybe we're wrestling with pride. Maybe we're wrestling with, are, are, am I satisfied in what I'm doing or not? What's my motivation, my finances with different people in my life? They're not the real enemy. Look what Ephesians 6.11 says. Put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. So the Bible's clearly telling us here our enemy isn't each other. Our enemy isn't what's happening in our day-to-day -day life. The enemy is the devil. He's the enemy. That's it. That's who we're wrestling against. What does it mean to put on the full armor of God? We're going to get, we're going to go through each one um, in November and part of December. We're going to go through each piece of the armor. And that's kind of why we have this guy here to kind of show you. But I want to learn a couple things. What does it mean to put on the full armor of God? One, to me, the battle is unavoidable. The Bible isn't saying, hey, if the enemy comes, if uh, you're tempted, if you have a wrestling match, no, no, no. It's, it's unavoidable. Look what it says in Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, not if, not, hey, it might happen someday, it's when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand, I'm, I missed a spot. Go on to the next one if possible. 14. Then you'll put on the full armor of God and then it goes through uh, the armor there. So the battle is unavoidable. So if you're a Christian in the room today, you're like, man, I, I have been battling. I have been wrestling with some things. I have been going through these issues in my life. But guess what? God wants to share something with the church. We don't, we don't have to do it alone. We don't have we don't have to say, well, I have no defensive mechanism. I have no offensive side, right? No, no. God is giving us both defense and offense. Isn't that awesome? Football teams aren't good unless they have some good offense and they have some good defense, right? So God is giving us both, and over the next few weeks, we're going to go through them in detail. Number two here, the enemy is invisible, right? So Gabriel over here is not my enemy. I can see him. The enemy is invisible. Some things we need to know about the enemy. Right? 
you know, if you're, if you're a coach or you, if you've played sports, guess what? You're going to watch some film on the team you're going to play. You're going to see what they're all about. You're going to see their strengths and their weaknesses. You're going to see uh, some things about them. I remember when I was young and I played hockey, we'd figure out like, okay, what, who's, who's their best player? You know, who's, who's going to come down and score? Where does he go? Does he go top shelf? Right? Does he go five hole? You're like, everybody's like, what's that mean? It's the hockey. But we need to understand our enemy if we're going to fight. And God's giving us these great gifts that we can fight with. And that we can protect ourselves with. So that we can win. You know that God wants us to win? I like the word win. Don't you? God wants us to have victory. He wants us to have freedom in our life. God shows us all that we need to understand the enemy in the Bible. We can look in here and, and we can see the schemes. We can see what he's doing. We can see how he works. Right? I remember I was studying this scripture this week. And guess what? Something annoying happened. My wife and I got in a little bit of a discussion. The enemy didn't like that we were going to be talking about this today. But you know what? I clued in right away. I said, hey, my, my fight is not against flesh and blood. Right? It's against the enemy. You know, I think some of us have a little bit of a, maybe the wrong thinking about the, the devil. Right? We think, oh man, he's everywhere. He could do this. You know, here's some things that we need to understand about the enemy. He is not God's counterpart. Right? Remember how when I was younger on TV, they'd have like a cartoon and they'd have the devil over here and you'd have like an angel or, or Jesus over here. They, he is nowhere near who God is. We're like, oh, well, he's, he's like Santa Claus. He sees me when I'm sleeping. He knows when I'm... No. There, he's not even on the same level. The Bible says he's under our feet. Amen. Amen? So only, number one, only our God is omnipresent. That means everywhere all the time. Present in all circumstances. The enemy isn't. Only our God is omniscient. That's all knowing. Only our God can work miracles. Like all oh, the, the enemies, they're in my gas t tank today. No, you should have filled up the gas. You, you did that yourself. Right? He can't do miracles. He can't take your gas from you. And the other one, only our God is eternal. Isn't it amazing who God is and who the enemy isn't? So what does it mean to put on the full armor of God? Number three, your weapons are not physical. So it's not a physical fight. And then four, the victory is already settled. Amen? So write those down. Maybe leave them up for a minute so they can see them. But the victory is settled. Look what it says in Deuteronomy 20 verse 4. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. You know, we already know the score of the game. That God's got it all taken care of. And we get in the middle of this game and we're like, I don't know. 
I don't know what's going to happen with my life. We start wrestling with stuff. We start focusing on the wrong things. We start focusing on the issue rather than our Savior. So what are, what are you wrestling against? What are we wrestling against today? Maybe you've written some down. Maybe write just a couple that you're focusing on right now. And I believe that if we give it to God, he'll take care of it. So what are we really wrestling against? The Bible says rulers, authorities, powers of the dark world. Really, all in all, the enemy. And I think a lot of times in church, we don't want to discuss that there's things going on around us that aren't physical. You're like, oh, we're getting, we're getting. But you know, there's things that are going on around us that that are spiritual, right? The enemy doesn't want you to succeed. The enemy doesn't want you to have a good marriage. The enemy doesn't want you to do well in your finances. The enemy definitely doesn't want you to tithe. The enemy doesn't want you to get to church on Sunday. The enemy wants us to be in constant, a constant wrestling match with the wrong things. Are we getting this today? He wants us to be in constant turmoil. And maybe you're like, yeah, that sounds like my life, pastor. But if we can set our gaze and our focus on the right things, then God will take care of those little things that we're wrestling with. So, the dark forces oppose God's purpose. You know, God has a purpose for each and every one of us. That's what we've talked about all through this Character's Welcome series. There's a purpose. There's a plan for us. The enemy doesn't like the purpose and plan for us. He's on the other team. Right? He plays for the Gators. I mean, sorry. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Tebow and the enemy can't be on the same team, right? Okay. You know, God's purpose for us is to have that victory. So, listen, we're in a wrestling match. Number two, though, there's bait, right? So it's all about his selection. There's, there's going to be some bait. You know, you ever go fishing? We got some fishermen in the house, fisher ladies in the house, anybody? Come on, we live in central Florida, no one fishes? There we go, there we go. So we're fishing, it, bait selection is a, an important thing when you're fishing, isn't it? Right? So it depends on what you put on your hook, what you're going to catch. So the enemy is really good at selecting the right bait. He's like, oh, I'm going to grab onto that, right? And then he starts trying to reel us in. Maybe some of us, it's images on our phone, right? Oh, I got some good selection here. I, I know this guy. I know this girl. Maybe it's someone who, who we're really irritated with. Maybe their personality. And the enemy's like, okay, we're going to start helping them wrestle against each other. Whatever it is, he knows how to do it. When wrestling or fighting, you want to trick your opponent, right? Listen, when, I was, when I'm small and I'm in a wrestling match, I'm going to try to trick my opponent because I need to figure out a way I can get this person that's most likely larger than me on the ground, right? 
And so that's what I would do when I was a kid. I'd get a big guy, and he'd come at me, and I'd use his momentum and just push him on the ground. It was easier, because he used all his momentum. I can't pick the guy up. I just get him on the ground as easy as I can. So there's a, there's a, a bait there. There's a selection. Uh, the enemy tries... But the Bible says there's schemes and he has strategies. And he wants to pull us in. Just like when you're out fishing, you want to catch a fish. He wants to catch you, bring you over. He wants to take as many people from the Lord as possible. I don't want to be in that group. Amen? Look what it says in 1 Peter 5. Verse 8 to 10. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm. There's that standing firm again. This guy looks like he's standing pretty firm, doesn't it? Right? Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. And the and the God of all grace who called you in his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you, listen, and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Listen, the enemy's roaring. He's around. He's prowling. He's like, how can I, how can I scheme? How can I catch? But the person, the man, the woman of God, guess what? We stand firm in our faith. Amen? And we don't just stand firm in our faith by ourselves. We stand firm in our faith because we have all these believers around us. We stand firm in our faith because we have God who's given us gifts. And we're going to learn about those gifts next week. Detecting the enemy's strategy is the first step to, to, to defeating him. Right? Listen, you're, if, you're, if you're an athlete... And you're looking at film for the other team. I was like, oh, okay, I see how they snap the ball. I see how they run the ball. And if you can detect that early on, you can make some good plays and win the game. Last one. Everybody said, amen. Number three. If you're going to pin the enemy, you need your vision. Everybody say vision. If you're going to pin the enemy, you need your vision. I think a lot of times, especially where we live in America, we have so many great things, right? We have so much, we have so much to be thankful for. And we can lose our vision pretty quick, quickly, can't we? We can go on rabbit trails pretty quickly, especially when it comes to like politics and, and the things that are going on wrong in our world. We can go, we can lose our vision quickly as Christians. You know, I love the story of Elisha in 2 Kings 6. So let me set the stage really quickly. The battle is about to start between an angry king and the nation of Israel. Look what it says in 2 Kings 6, 15. When the servant of the man of God, so Elisha, got up and went out early, so the servant of Elisha, got up early and went out early the next morning. 
An army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. That's all he could see that morning when he got up. He goes outside. Hey, they're surrounding us. Oh no, my Lord. What shall we do? The servant asked Elisha. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord. Come on, church. Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes. Isn't that amazing when we pray? God answers our prayers. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. The servant was focusing on the wrong thing. Sometimes we get our focus off the right thing. But we just start seeing all the bad. We start seeing all the wrestling matches that we're in. We start hearing all the voices. What if we aren't seeing what God wants us to see? Because the enemy's got us on the hook. All right? The enemy's got us on the hook. We can't see. Elisha's servant got an eyeful that day, didn't he? At first, the only thing he could see was the enemy, which likely left him no other response than fear and anxiety. Oh, all I see is this. But then he immediately became tuned in to a game-changing spiritual reality. His eyes were opened. More was at his disposal and working on his behalf than he could ever imagine. Isn't that amazing? What his physical eyes could see were no match for what they couldn't see. Elisha's prayer helped make him aware of all the resources and strength on his side fighting against the enemy. Where's your vision? I love that the year that we're coming up to is 2020, don't you? Because when you think of 2020, you think of vision. And I believe we've only got, what, two months until a new year. And I believe as we turn the calendar, the church is going to see more clearly. I believe even today as we pray at the end of this service that that individuals in the room are going to see clearly the path that God has for their life. That we're going to have that 2020 vision. That we're going to get some corrective surgery today. We're going to get some spiritual laser surgery from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because he's saying, don't look at what you can only see. Look at what I have. Look what I have in store. Because the Bible says in Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? 2020 vision. Let's stand all over the room today. That's my prayer today. 
And that's my prayer for you today. If you're saying, Pastor, I want some 2020 spiritual vision. Would you come up around the altar? I'd love to pray for you. Say, that's, that's me. I, wanna, I want God to open my eyes to the things I haven't been seeing. I want that 2020 vision. I want to understand the great things that God has for me and in my life. And I'm going to end with this scripture. This is Paul. So at the very beginning of the book that he writes that we're reading today, I pray that the eyes of your heart so if you're up here, would you just raise your hand for a moment? This is a prayer for you. I pray, Ephesians 1.18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his, righteous, of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Amen? The same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you this morning. And I pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord, those standing up here, those at their seats, Lord, I just pray that you would open our eyes. Lord, that you'd open our eyes to the wrestling matches that we don't need to have anymore. That you would open our eyes to the bait that the enemy is trying to bait us with. Give us your vision today. Help us to be people that want to go after you. Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can we say amen? So, little teaser for next week. We need a strategy, right? Amen. And the Bible gives us a strategy. What's your plan? The enemy has a plan, right? What's our plan? Next week, armed and dangerous. Have a great day. We love you guys.